This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free, with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, hello there. How is everyone doing? I pray that you're doing well. I am blessed of the Lord. Um, of course, it's another Monday. For some of you, it's cold. Uh, for some of you, it may be even more than cold. You may be still recovering from a storm or uh, some some other tragic or um, stressful situation. Um, and tonight, um, we want to encourage you. We want to encourage you. Um, we do like to offer we talk about topics that are difficult at times um very difficult um and and this is a reality of life that there are many difficulties excuse me in life and um we do our best to address some of those hard topics but also leave you with hope and um tonight i am very thankful and grateful to have a special guest with me, my daughter, Chanel Nicole. She has agreed to return. Um, some some people have, have asked about her and have said that um, they really uh, enjoyed her and um, love our chemistry um, together. And so um, I've invited her to come back and to tell us more of her own testimony um, some of her own struggles, some of the challenges that she herself has faced, and how she keeps um, going forward, how she keeps pressing forward. Um, I know Chanel that you are all, you're you know not feeling the best right now even, and um, yet you have pressed forward and came on the show with me tonight. So I just want to tell you thank you so much honey that um I love your um I love your tenacity <laughs> I love your tenacity and so um I want to say hi first let you say hi first hey 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 I'm back <laughs> thank you thank you for the compliments I appreciate it you know sometimes when you're down you have to do that exact opposite to get back up so Pushing through is beneficial. <laughs> amen, amen. Um, of course, I'm a nurse, and of course, I'm your mom. But and and I can kind of hear, um, I can hear a difference in your voice. Like you sound a little bit congested. So, um, I've I've of course been calling you and checking on you today. 
and doing what I can over the phone. And um, I'm praying for you. And uh, we have, I have put out some prayer requests to uh, one of our partners, ministry partners. But I didn't think about even sending it into our little women's um, little women's group. I'm gonna have to do that too, huh? Oh yes. I've been saying all day, Lord, I am not sick. <laughs> That's right. By your stripes, I am healed. That's right. That's right. I guess I didn't think about sending it to the women's group because you started not feeling well during our prayer call on Saturday night. And we started praying for you. The group started praying for you then, so they actually already know and they're already praying for you. And we're in agreement with you. We are not accepting this. And this is one way that we know that uh, believers, you know, those that trust in God and believe in God, is that we have to resist. You know, our body may feel it, we may feel the symptoms, but we can, we do not just mentally and emotionally accept what the enemy brings to us. You know, the attacks that he brings to us, whether they be physical, whether they be. Um, you know, financial, whether they be um, uh, emotional conflicts or whatever, we have to uh, address that situation verbally and begin to pray against it, resist it. Am I telling the truth, girl? Amen. (laughs) All right. That's right. That's right. I mean, we, we don't just lay down and take it. That's what we're. That's what I'm trying to say is we don't just lay down and take it. Mm-hmm. So um, with that being said, um, I looked at the notes of the last time that you were graciously with me, and and it was our intent to try to have you come at least once a month, and then the holidays hit and all that wonderful stuff. And so, let's see here. The last thing I have a note, um, we were talking about the various attacks that you had experienced in your life, and um, I believe we finished off talking about uh, the first, not the very first in your life, but a car accident that you had when you had just had uh, your daughter, my -hmm. grandbaby, Nevaeh, and so... I have a note here, you experienced accidents, attacks, accidents, comma, attacks, because there's just been a series of things, series of things over the years mm-hmm. that that you have you have started calling your Job experience. <laughs> My Job-like testimony. <laughs> Job-like testimony. <laughs> the only and, way... Uh, Bunny, and you just keep on ticking. <laughs> yeah. And we're believing God that this this is going to this is not going to continue either. We're 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 claiming and praying that this will stop. That it it's not going to continue. So yeah. why don't we pick up um, with the second time that you were in a serious act? You know, I think we might have even talked about that because I remember saying something about the fact that I was with you. But mm-hmm. let's just recap that, 
and then we'll go into um, what you, the last thing that I saw you post, I believe, about your health situation on your channel, Nicole's Place, at Nicole's Place, just throwing that out there, was talking about your cyst experience, your cyst, um, I won't call that a journey. So why don't we just pick up with the second accident, okay? Yeah, I did. I know um, I have to tell myself, remind myself, the reason why I face so many attacks from the enemy is because I, I, I have to be important to the Lord. I must mm-hmm. have an assignment that's really important because the enemy in the last eight years has really tried to just take me out. Mm-hmm. But God has been the final say each time. And so during that second car accident, it's interesting because I was actually on a health journey. I was, um, I had signed up for a run in Florida and it was Mother's Day weekend. And so you, myself, and Nevaeh were driving from North Carolina trying to make it to Florida. Well, the first obstacle was we didn't make it. (laughs) We were literally an hour away from Florida. My car was only three years old it was a 2013 it was three years old i i had less than 50,000 miles on this car it had no issues with i had no problems with this car at all and all of a sudden the transmission just goes out from nowhere no warning no nothing so we ended up not making it to the run and had to stay in a hotel until the car got fixed so the next day, we're like, okay, we're going to, after the car got fixed, we're like, we're going to drive back home. <laughs> and, um, well, no, sorry, I forgot. There was there was a series of things that happened concerning that as well. I ended up buying a brand new car, Impulse Buy. That's a story in itself, so I won't go there. But I ended up buying a new car, and then the next day, we decide we're going to drive home. Mm-hmm. So... I don't, I don't remember the highways, but if anybody's familiar with trying to drove, drive back from Florida to North Carolina, in South Carolina, there's like a crossover highway where you have to switch over to another highway. And that intersection is very, that on-ramp is very short. It's extremely short. You have to literally do 35 coming around this corner, and then it goes into two, two lanes. We were on the on-ramp. We never crossed over into the freeway. And this man comes from nowhere and goes into the on-ramp and hits the back left side of our car. I black out. I black out. And I wasn't out for that long. But when I came to you, I just kind of remember being extremely confused. And I was looking at my mom and I was saying, did we just get hit? Because it was just an out of body experience it was it was weird and there were multiple cars it wasn't just our cars there was at least four or five cars behind us and it was nothing but the grace of god that nobody else was involved in this car accident because there should have been other people involved in this car accident that's how close we were that's how fast this man was going his car when he hits us his car flips upside down and he lands top side <laughs> somewhat behind it. I had enough sense to 
the car was still okay for me to at least pull over to the side of the road from the, from the ramp. Cause I still was on the ramp to pull over to the side of the road. And then it, at reality started to sit in that we really got hit. Reality set in. We will be back people after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of the story of me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, Amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. This is me, Diane, and I've got my daughter here, Chanel Nicole. And we are talking about Chanel's um, personal testimony and some of the challenges that she has faced as a young woman. And we are trying to do this in a way that we encourage you, though, that we offer you hope and encouragement and that we teach you also how to war and how to persevere I love it, Chanel, how you said that 
you remind yourself and you tell yourself that you must have a great assignment. You must be important in this world, in this life, because the enemy of our souls, Satan, you know, he's the one who um, caused sickness to come into the earth realm. Um, when Adam and Eve allowed him to assert their authority, he brought sickness into the earth realm. And so he is the reason why sickness exists, and he uses it to, um, you know, buffet us, buffet us and make our lives miserable. Mm-hmm. So I love how you remind yourself of that and... um that's something that we all have to do sometimes when some of us when we when we face so many difficulties in life you can get sad you can get down you can get depressed you can get you know like uh, come against yourself so to speak like mm-hmm. criticize yourself and you know i must be this or i must be that or whatever but um your perspective is 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 a more is a true one is a true right. one so right. um let's pick up with you talking about the vehicle that sped down the highway crossed <laughs> if i remember right crossed several lanes to end up in the wrong lane crossed several lanes to end up in the the ramp lane and hit break. us mm-hmm. huh and never used to <laughs> this devil, yeah, this devil just motivated this guy to come all the way across the freeway <laughs> and um, hit us. Now you're saying, uh, I'm hit. I-, I think you were just saying, I'm hit. I'm hit, right? Is that- That's where we left off. Uh, basically, it's just it's interesting when you get in a car accident, time flows down. For a moment and it's like you're 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 in a different place so when reality started to set in I remember looking back at my daughter making sure that she was fine she didn't scream or anything but then I began to feel my injuries and I had hit my head during the car accident really bad really bad so when the pain started to actually present itself I started screaming I couldn't stop screaming because I was like, oh, my goodness, mom, my head, my head, my head. I just kept screaming, my head, my head, this hurts so bad, my head. And uh, on top of that, I had also, the seatbelt had got me really good on my left arm. So my arm was burning from being jerked. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember, then, then it was like we tried to call 911. The 911 operator was so rude. Um, I could understand that she needed me to calm down, but she was extremely rude to the point where I had enough sense to tell my mom to hang up on her because she was yeah. so nasty. I was screaming because I was in pain, and she was she was just being very extremely nasty. But then when the paramedics came, they were very kind, and I remember I, my heart was elevated, and the guy who was coming to check on me, he was very kind. He was telling me, I need your heart rate to come down. And he was talking to me. He was just asking me questions about being a mom and Nevaeh. But I was so scared because, you know, it it also traumatizes you when you've been hit like that. And this isn't my first accident. This is my second. 
Mm-hmm. And so we were still on the side of the road. I could feel the wind from cars passing um, on the left side of us. They were, the, you know, traffic wasn't blocked. You know, different people stopped to make sure that we were okay. Mm-hmm. But I could still feel the wind from cars passing by. So I was terrified. I was terrified. And I was like, oh, Lord, help us. But mm-hmm. to be honest, I walk, at that moment, I walked away. I had bruises. I had, obviously, my head injury, but when I had a CT scan, nothing was broken. I was like, praise the Lord. You know, nothing's broken. (laughs) Right. But that doesn't mean I didn't have any residual side effects because about a week later, which was the interesting part, I was, you know, I was back at work and um, it was raining. Excuse me. I had to sneeze. Excuse me. Thank you. It was raining and I did like a light trot to get across the parking lot so I could get out of the rain. And when I did that, I was like, my hips feel funny. This doesn't feel right. And as the day progressed, it kept getting worse and worse. And by the end of the business day, I literally was having a hard time walking. Like I was walking like I was an elderly person. Like if I had a hip replace, I needed a hip replacement or something. Or something, I was like, something is not right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I go, I go to my doctor, and he's like, they can barely even touch me. That's how bruised my hip flexors were. Mm. And, um, you know, he was originally going to sit me. Because when I came back, I saw my doctor, and he was going to send me to uh, physical therapy for the shoulder. Because I was having a lot of issues with the shoulder. But then in between that time and this incident with the rain and trotting, um, I had to go back to him. And so he was like, okay, you need to go for this. And that act, the hip flexors actually became the priority over the shoulder because it was so bad. I told people, I understand now why people end up addicted to pain meds because I, I literally was in 24-7 pain. There was no relief. If I was driving, I was hurting. If I was just sitting down, I was hurting. In my mm. sleep, I was hurting. So I was not sleeping well either. But and they just prescribed you prescribe you pain meds, like that's mm. the go to. But I've mm. always been a person that stays away from those type of things. So I refused to take the pain meds, and I was in a lot of pain. But I was mm. like, I I can't, I cannot do this. <clears throat> And so, um, if if I may, let me interject, let me interject here. Don't lose your thought. Um, but I wanted to say this too, about me being there at the time of the accident and people need to understand what we're saying about the enemy, about the spiritual side of this. Um, not just look at these things in the natural. I remember, because I, I had my reaction too, but I don't want to get too much into me other than talking about the fact that I remember once I did get out of the car, I had the present, I had the discernment, I had the sense, I knew that this was an attack from the enemy. I knew it. I sensed it. And, uh, and a, a few people came to my mind that that had recently said some very um, ugly things and wished some ugly things towards both of us. Yep. And I'm not going to get 
detailed about that, but some people were angry with us and had said some some things along the lines of wishing that something happened to us. Yeah. Wishing that we would die or that we would hurt, get hurt or something like that. And so people need to understand the spiritual aspects of these types of things is that when you have enemies, Satan is first of all our number one enemy, but when we have enemies that he also uses, that he also influences, and they say things and speak things into the atmosphere like that, it gives Satan's demons permission to attack us. Mm-hmm. But like you said, by the grace of God, by mm-hmm. the grace of God, the attack did not succeed in taking our lives. Now, we, you, you suffered more injury. I, I, I really didn't suffer much. I had some very mild soreness. But um, go ahead. Go, oh, that was one thing. And then the other thing you you were getting ready to say, oh, Lord, help me. You said something that made me think of something I wanted to um, add there. Ay, 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 ay. Oh, um, you didn't like taking medication also because you have a daughter at home. Right. Right? I'm a single parent. Yeah, I'm a single parent, and, you know, I can't be, you can't be loopy. What if something happens in the middle of the night? You know, you have to be able to, to get up and care for your child. And at that point, Nevaeh was, was three, and she actually remembers this car accident. She remembers all of it for the most part mm-hmm. and still talks about it to this day. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought I should bring that out, too, you know, why you had to endure the pain. Yeah. Why you? Another reason that you had to endure the pain. So we've got about a minute. Let's see what we can get in before this next break. Okay. Okay. So then, some time goes by. I'm in physical therapy. You know, I was in physical therapy for some months, and maybe a month or two goes by, and one night, I just kill over in pain. I was getting ready to go to bed. Everything it was a normal day. And when I got to my room, I just, I just killed over the, my top half bent over and I was in extreme pain. And I was like, mm-hmm. what in the world is going on? Like, what is this? And mm-hmm. at the time I kept feeling like I had to use the restroom, but when I was going to the restroom, nothing was coming out. So I was like, what is going on? Like my pelvis is hurting really bad on the, you know, and I had somebody staying with me at the time. So my pain got so intense that I literally, I couldn't walk at that. I couldn't walk anymore. So this person had to okay. pick me up and carry me Here comes the tunes. We'll, we'll come back with, with talking about this person having to literally pick you up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. <laughs> a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, 
a purpose and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> Thank God I am free. I Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, Chanel, you were just telling us how, while you're recovering from the car accident, basically, (laughs) trying to get over that, suddenly you're in excruciating pain that just causes you to literally not be able to walk, to collapse. Mm -hmm. And then your, your roommate has to pick you up, literally help pick you up, and take it from there. Right. And so I still didn't have to go to the restroom, but I didn't know what was going on because literally this is all like within a two-month time frame, the car accident, the hip flexors, and now this. So I'm automatically thinking that this is probably related to the accident. Maybe something mm-hmm. finally shifted. Maybe I have a hairline fracture that was missed. And you, you know now it's showing its face. Like I, I, at this point, I wasn't a person that was sickly. Um, you know, I, I went to the hospital obviously for my daughter, but nothing minor. I had never broken a bone at that point in my life, or nothing. So for me to automatically just be in this level of pain, it was kind of scary. Mm-hmm. And I remember laying on the bed and I was crying. And when I cry. That means it's, my pain is really intense. I have a high tolerance for pain. It doesn't mean that I don't feel pain, but my it takes a lot for me to tell you I'm in pain. Um, uh-huh. My 20s, my, you know, I, I can't even think of a scale right now, but if somebody's a 10, then that's like a 20 for me or whatever. And so at this point, I'm like, I need to call my mom. My mom's a nurse. Mom, you know, these are my symptoms. I go through the list. She's like, Chanel, if you're in that much pain, you need to go to the hospital. And I was like, I don't want to go to the hospital. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? I'm not even, even in all that, even in this excruciating pain. I'm like, no, I'm not going to the hospital. Mm-mm. No. She's like, Chanel, if your pain is this bad that you can't even walk, you need to, you need to go to the hospital. So I was like, fine. Fine. <laughs> I'll go to the hospital. 
hospital. <laughs> so we go to the yeah. hospital. People, this is what I deal with, people. This is what I deal with. <laughs> you talk about tenacity. You talk about strength. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to push through this today. We're not going to the hospital. You know, that's how my, my spirit is. Uh-huh. No, I'm getting well. No, I'm getting well. I need to go to the hospital. So we get to the hospital. They have to give me a wheelchair because I can't walk. And we didn't wait that long before they got me in the back. They uh, get me through a CT scan. They do a full full scan of my whole body. I'm telling them, I really don't know what the problem is. Maybe it's a hairline fracture that was missed, like, because I've been in so much pain from the car accident. And um, they're like, okay, we're going to scan you. So they scanned me, scanned me, and they come back, and they're like, well, you don't have a hairline fracture, but you have a cyst. And I was like, what? I, at this point, I had never heard of a cyst. I didn't know anybody who, I don't even know if I knew anyone who had this before. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's four centimeters by four centimeters. And if anybody knows, like, so to give you a comparison, that's basically the size of a walnut. And it's on your ovary. Well, you said that before. You said that before, but um, that's actually probably be bigger than a walnut. Um, it's, it's. I think that's a little bit bigger than a walnut. But go ahead. I looked. <laughs> I, said, I looked oh, it up. Goodness. Yeah, really? I looked. I looked it up. Yeah, I looked it up to try to do a comparison because I was like, what kind of fruit or whatever is consistent? Because I was thinking like a lime at first in my mind. Uh-huh. And so. Um, that was the that was the option that came up with the walnuts. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe Go it's ahead. a pretty uh, big size walnut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not the rinky dink ones. You know, the the real organic type of walnut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and so this was the first time I had ever heard this word just thrown around like like salt but she was like it could be cancerous mm. she was like but we don't know you're gonna have to follow up with your doctor and get a get an appointment you know mm. um if it's cancerous you know you have to go through chemo they start talking to me about cancer mm-hmm. you know they don't i'm i'm I, what am i i'm in my 30s or earlier 30s at this point, and they're talking to me about cancer. I just came here because I thought I had a health line, a hairline fracture, and the conversation just shifted so quick and started talking to me about cancer. And I'm like, not today, Satan. <laughs> and I, re- I remember they gave me like a cocktail. It's like some type of cocktail for medicine, um, a cocktail medicine so that she's for the pain. So it's, you know, makes you a little loopy. But, um, when they discharged me, they didn't ask me if I was okay to drive. Was somebody there to drive me home? Like nothing. They just discharged me and let me leave the hospital like that. And and thank the Lord, I have more common sense to know that if I wouldn't, wouldn't have been okay, I wouldn't have drove. <laughs> but no, they I'm really could have. But can I interject here? Being being a nurse here, can I just interject and and apologize for the for the. <laughs> Can I just apologize for the lack of uh, professionalism and care that that you were shown that day? Because the training that I got in California was 
nothing like that. Now that was a long time ago. I don't know what kind of care they're being they're providing now these days in California healthcare, but we absolutely would not have done that. That would have not been permitted. Continue. <laughs> exactly. And you know, I was saying that at least I you know, I had enough sense to know if I was fine or not. And I was able to drive myself home and thank the Lord I was I was okay. But I would not have driven home had I been really loopy from the medicine. And and that goes into my high high tolerance, my high threshold. Like even when I go to the dentist, they, and let's say I have to get a filling um, done, they can't just give me one shot because it, it burns out. So that's what medicine does to me. It, it just goes through my system now. It just, it doesn't work the way that it used to when I was younger. They have to give me two shots to give me fillings. So just little stuff like that. So I made it home, but then you go into deep thought, like they're talking about, I, I might have cancer. <laughs> and then you call your doctor's office and they can't get you in for an appointment until six to eight, eight weeks. So they make you wait on top of that. Hey, you may have cancer. You may have cancer, but you, you're going to have to wait six to eight months. I mean, excuse me, six to eight weeks. Just, mm-hmm. See if you have cancer or not. We'll go from there. See, mm-hmm. see, it's six eight weeks. Well, I don't know why. And I'm like, I guess it's the way you're telling the story, but that's pitiful. Our healthcare system is in need of repair. Lord, help us, please, Jesus. Help us, please. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. So then I was like, I had already began doing research now. Because mind you, the thing I said, I was on a health journey. When all this happens, so you know that's nothing but the enemy. I'm trying yeah. to actively lose weight, and I get in a car accident. And then I can't walk, basically. And then now you're telling me I have a cyst that could be cancerous. Like, come on. So I had already begun doing research to find out how to lose weight, and I had come across this girl's video. I can't even remember her channel name, but she was talking about an apple cider vinegar cocktail. And so, um, I, um, it was two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, two tablespoons of, um, lemon juice, a teaspoon of cinnamon and a teaspoon, one to two tablespoons, teaspoons of honey for taste. And Mm. so, um, ouch, Maverick, my dog, he decided he wanted to go out in the middle of this call. So, (laughs) (laughs) The things you do in life. This is how life is, right? That's right. We keep it real. We keep it real. We keep it real on the radio. We keep it real on our ministry uh, uh, (laughs) platforms. (laughs) This is not a production. No. It's a real deal. (laughs) So I started doing that for two weeks. I did it before. It's like a drink. You mix the, the ingredients all together and you put it in a, a minimum of eight ounces of water and you drink it before your breakfast, your lunch, and your dinner. And I did it for two weeks straight. I didn't miss not one drink and I changed my eating habits. I um, started doing portion control. I started eating more fruits and vegetables and when those two weeks were over, I lost 10 pounds. Mm. 10 pounds. 
Now, and you said this have, drink was a detox, right? The purpose of it was a detox? Yes. Now, did I hear you detox. say that? Okay. Yes. It's a detox drink, and it's, it's, it's an anti-inflammatory, so it helps with inflammation and things like that. It's also beneficial for cancer. Obviously, I'm not a doctor. You have to do your own research, and I still was under medical care during this time as mm-hmm. well. So I was waiting for my appointment, but during these mm-hmm. two weeks, you know, this is what I did. And I prayed. I began asking the Lord to give me wisdom, asking him for favor, asking him to heal my body. I said, you know what, Lord? I said, I'm a single mom, and I'm not going to let the enemy take me out. I was like, she needs to at least be grown before I'm gone, because she will not be left here to fend for herself. So I was like, you're going to have to fix me today because I'm not going out like that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Listen, like, people, so- listen. <laughs> uh-huh. We got about a these, minute. About these are the conversations. These are the conversations I have with the Lord. I'm like, look, Lord, come on. We have to come on one accord. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I need mm-hmm. you to give me favor in this situation. So it was finally time for my appointment to come. They give me the exam, and then they they come back and they say, your cyst is gone. Mm, mm, mm. It has disappeared. It mm. has taken care of itself. Mm. And I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I had to give him all the credit. Thank you, Lord. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Lord, for honoring my prayer. Yes. Thank you for yes. making a way no way. Thank you for sending me on the right path to get the information I needed mm-hmm. to get better, to do the drink, you know, to help my circumstance. And then that just took me on the path. Wow. I'm thanking the Lord with you. And, and uh, we will continue this after the break. <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com. This show's host page Amazon.com and any major bookstore overcoming sexual abuse. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. 
Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. Time runs goes by so fast on these shows and uh, we will definitely have uh, Chanel back with us uh, more than likely next month. Um, I'm going to say this real quick and then I'll let you pick up where you were, were, were at, Chanel. I'm a registered nurse. I grew up in healthcare, And I, I, I have to note again how you had to go and find information yourself. And that is a tragic thing. The way I was trained and the years of training that I have had, we are supposed to provide education, patient education in every scenario, whether you're in long-term care, whether you're in acute care, whether you're in home health, it didn't matter. We were supposed to provide education. Uh, give some. They didn't even give you any information on what you could possibly do while you were waiting for that two months, right? No, I don't believe so. They may they may have gave me a li- like a little uh, bulletin that tells you about it, like that little right. basic stuff. But it was so long ago, I don't remember. But I don't remember leaving there feeling confident. I I left there feeling uh, de- defeated that like I could have cancer. <laughs> no hope. <laughs> nothing to help you and this is my issue my my as a nurse i i am still a nurse at heart and i care for people but it's tragic that we that many send their patients out and and with with no hope and they don't even give them the holistic approach but what you're describing to me is a holistic approach detox your body Mm-hmm. and see if that will help reverse whatever caused this problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just had to throw that in there. Thank you for letting me throw that in there. Now, <laughs> that's where you left off. <laughs> so it just, it, it just because I had lost that, that 10 pounds within those two weeks like that, I was like, it was my motivation and my boost that I needed to keep my journey going. And I began signing up for walks 
and run. And um, I didn't even remember how many, how many things I had signed up for. I was taking my daughter with me. We would just bring the stroller. I didn't have friends, extra friends here at the time. You know, I was in North Carolina. I worked, mm-hmm. but, you know, the atmosphere here is different than back home. Like back home, you know, you could find a group of people real quick to become your your tribe, your group. But in North Carolina, it's not like that. There's still a spirit of segregation here a little bit. And so mm-hmm. people stick amongst themselves. So I had no one. And my family was in Maryland. So I didn't care. I signed up for walks by myself. And I would go on these walks and I would take my daughter with me. I, I just, nothing, there was no excuse for me to not get it together. I was young and I was going to lose the rest of this weight. Then my job one day had sent out a mass email talking about a running program that they were getting ready to start because they were going to do a diversity run a few months later. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to sign up. You know, I was like, I've always wanted to do a 5K. I'm going to sign up. Still, again, I didn't know anyone. I was like, maybe I'll meet some people when I'm in the group. And I did. And we, we would run a couple of times a week. And they trained us. Mm. They trained us every week up until the till the diversity run, to the 5K. Mm-hmm. And we we even practiced. We did a practice run before the actual run, and I was able to run a 5K straight, no stopping. I was never a runner, mm-hmm. never a runner. And I ended up enjoying it. I loved it. And then when we actually had to run, I beat my time, and I – I beat my practice time by two minutes Mm. and I was like, all right now. (laughs) Yeah. All right now. now. (laughs) I loved it. And I ended up losing in total. I ended up losing 30 pounds, Mm. 30 pounds. And then because of that, because I had sparked my, my joy had started to come back, you know, prior to this, I had went through a divorce. I was in depression. And so I began to heal within myself and I began to get my confidence back. I began to find out what was important to me and the things that I love. And because of that, then opportunities just start coming to me. I ended up being in a play. I was in more than one place. One of them, you know, some of them were from my church that I was going to at the time, but it was still a play. I had always wanted to be in a play. Mm. I had met people from Jamaica, you know, I just started to make connections. And before I knew it, my life changed. I did end up um, meeting a group of women that became my friends for a period of time. And just things changed. Mm. Things Mm. changed. Mm -hmm. And I was happy again. I found out. I found Chanel again. Mm. Mm-hmm. Praise God, praise God, praise God. See, people... See, this is this is the kind of hope that we want to leave you with um, before we round up this program. You know, you should never go to the doctor's office and then, and then they'd leave you with no hope. I don't care how bad the diagnosis is. You know what? They should be able to at least tell you, you know, that God, God is a miracle worker. You don't ever take away a person's hope. Even if you have to tell them that you discovered you discovered cancer or it could be something like this or that or the other, don't just leave them there. 
don't just leave them there. And no good doctor would do that. I'm going to go on record and say that. I don't care if you don't believe in God yourself. You should still say that. I, I don't believe in God myself, but other people have said that God can do this and God can do that. So you give people hope. And Chanel is, is a perfect example of that hope. And, what, and, she, and thank God she knew the Lord herself because he stirred that up in her. He mm-hmm. stirred that up in her. And, of course, her mama being a minister uh, didn't hurt at all. <laughs> it didn't hurt at all in her. And her and her papa, her daddy was still alive at the time, too. So I know we're, we're going to run out of time, though, and I, I just love that we're leaving people on a high note. And we're letting them know also that you have to work for things. We have to work for things, you know, and the Healthcare has changed a whole lot. Yeah, it's it's changed a whole lot. Okay, and you cannot just be naive and think that healthcare is all about really helping helping you anymore. You know, there was a time that I can honestly say I worked with some doctors and I worked in a hospital uh, in California where that that was the experience that I had, and we had some really good doctors. And they were allowed to be good doctors, and they were allowed to test you and and exhaust measures to find out what was going on with you, not just give you only 15 minutes of their time and then try to come up with something off the top of their head and blah, blah, blah. But that's another show. So before we do end tonight, Chanel, and thank you so much for sharing that testimony. I even hear a difference in your voice just from you pressing pressing forward and doing the show. Do you know me? <laughs> I hear a difference in your voice. You don't sound as as deep as you sounded when you first started, and, and the excitement came in your voice. So I pray that this testimony will just go forth and bless anybody who heard it, that, that, that it will just inspire them the way it has inspired me. Tell us about your YouTube channel before we run out of time yeah. and how people can follow you. Okay. Yeah, man. Well, my YouTube channel is called at Nicole's Place. Nicole is spelled N-I-C-H-O-L-E-S. Um, I talk about my life and my land. I have about two acres, um, the things that I love, and more. I'm doing. I'm always doing DIY projects, messing with my animals that I have here, and just um, gardening and enjoying life, and just trying to learn things that I've I've never experienced. And just growing from it. You can find me on Facebook at, at Nicole's Place. You can also find me on Instagram. That's uh, Nicole's Place 805. And I try to post videos weekly. Lately, I've been doing Monday, uh, Wednesday, and Friday. But uh, we'll see how that goes because, you know, life does happen. And I, I am a mother, so, but I've been trying to be consistent. So I hope mm-hmm. that you go and check me out. My daughter makes cameos every once in a while. We do cooking. Together, I've currently been trying to teach her how to be in the kitchen and how to cook, and we've really enjoyed the time together. So, mm-hmm. I just I have to plug your YouTube channel. Um, I I love your I love your presentation and how real and alive it is, and and sometimes funny and sometimes um, serious, but it's just always 
good. It's always good, people. So you should take the time to to go on there when you just need a laugh or or to learn something or to be to be entertained. You can be entertained. <laughs> yeah, I'm always doing then There's always some spontaneous moment. Uh, recently, it snowed here. It snowed in North Carolina. We've literally had snow like the last three weekend, three weekends in a row. But when it snows and it's nighttime, it always reminds me of the movie The Bodyguard. So I was just outside, and it just came to me to kind of impersonate Kevin Costner in that movie when he goes to his father's house, and they're staying in the woods, and he's trying to get the bad guy. <laughs> I was doing it for my neighbor at first, and she was cracking up laughing. So I just had the spur of a moment, grabbed the camera, and I was like, y'all, I was living my best life. <laughs> Well, we got less than 30 seconds. Hey, people, guess what? Laughter is also good medicine. Yes. Laughter is good medicine. If you can laugh when you're down, if you can laugh when you're hurting, laughter heals the soul. Thanks so much. Until next time, daughter. I love you, and I love you all. Good night. Love you too. Okay. Mm-hmm.